What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is Baton Rouge rapper Quadri. We spoke about Pink Panthers, You, The Sopranos, New Jersey Drive, how film has influenced his storytelling, Lil Wayne, Chief Keef, gentrification, the pros and cons of living in the hood, working with the producer Twami, the art of the concept album, and the creative process behind this latest album they think we get a come fuck with us. Pink Panthers, I took a listen to her album today and I really liked it. And I was thinking like a week ago or like a couple days ago about how I seen some of the artists that I like when I was like 14, 15, like the ASAP Rockies, the Joey Badasses, the Kendrick Lamar, the J. Coles. And I was like, damn, what well, Lord, even like the first time I saw these artists was through a music video, right. either on 106 and Park or, you know, um, even shit, even Chief, Chief Keith was more kind of a, like you heard it, well, Don't Like was just fucking everywhere, but yeah, you kind of heard it. Yeah, like you heard his name before you actually saw the video of him. So right. so it's like I kind of seen the change because I ain't I, I didn't know what Pink Panthers looked like until like I went, you know, like I went on a you know an Apple and like, oh, you know, she she was right. like a girl like I you know went to school with. So And she um um and she's been hiding her face up until like real recently too. No and like I was just reading, um, she never she nobody knows her name. Like nobody knows who she really is because like Pink Panthers is her TikTok name. So mm-hmm. like nobody knows anything about her other than the fact that that's what she looks like. And she makes fucking what does she call it? Like new nostalgia music. I'm hyped. Oh, yeah. I love what I, I love what I've heard, but I haven't yeah. I haven't peeped the whole shit yet. I'm a Kingdom's get heart, like Kingdom's heart kind of like like the credits at the end of Kingdom's heart. Like you give me that type of feeling like All that right. type of. Not, you know, like nostalgia, basically, like that, right, that type right. of gl- glitzy, glossy, like type of music. But that's Cardinal said nowadays. Like, you know, I didn't see, you know, so many people share, share their thoughts about how artists should conduct themselves to, to get their music out there. And she kind of done the opposite. Like, you know, just like you said, nobody knows her name. Nobody. We just found out what she really looks like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, from, you know, stuff I get told, you know, like I need to post more on social media, get more out there, do more of this, you know, be more of a, be more of a commodity. And like, just to see an artist like that kind of grow organically. I mean, granted it is kind of, you know, we like for the past 10 years, there's only been a couple artists that could really do that. Like the weekend, Frank Ocean to an extent, but you know, it's just crazy when somebody blows up doing the exact opposite people tell you what to do to blow up <laughs> like, yeah like, well yeah they break, she, she, yeah. yeah so they you break, know. yeah they break the code of the matrix and shit yeah like it, it's mm-hmm. it's it, it's it's always really it's always really tight to see once someone just like bust through and like do mm-hmm. it on their own terms which is one of the which is one of the things i've loved about kind of seeing you do your thing over the course of the last like couple of years you know like mm-hmm. like like you're not at a pink panther's level yet but like you but but like but like you built something and like mm-hmm. people yeah. are here and this is like they think we ghetto is like i'm here 
pay attention to me type shit. Like, so I yeah, feel it. Yeah, I feel it. yeah. And, and bro, and the crazy thing, I've been trying to be more grateful because the people I do get a hold of, like, you know, they really like the shit. Like, it's not like, you, um, yeah, because I've been thinking about this too. Like, I got to find my, the, my, my people, not just people in general. Oh. I got to find the people, you know, that will like the shit I do and, you know, I, you know, like operate, like every artist operates on a cert, certain frequency and like everybody is different, you know, because I've been trying to think why I like this album as opposed to this album. And even, even music made by my friends, I was like, why I like, why I feel this Panther shit more than something made by somebody like I've known for years. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's just, you know certain people like certain things and i'm just trying to find like my people and for the past year and a half that's the kind of the journey i've been not forced to go on but i think the god or the higher power just kind of sat me down and was like nah g you're gonna have to build this brick by brick it ain't no right it ain't no fast pace for you <laughs> it, ain't <no> TikTok, <laughs> it ain't no tiktok joint for you my guy right right you're gonna have right. to build this shit brick make the bricks and then build it, and then build it. yeah and then lay yeah. it right yeah like that mm-hmm. and, and and like i'm so happy you brought that up because like that's really like the difference between finding people and like mm-hmm. your people is like a difference i don't think a lot of people understand like it's it's, it's really like it like it's so many artists out here who like make like a really nice solid living and like make the music they want to make and they like mm-hmm. understand their audience to an extent where they can just like give it to them and like mm-hmm. they'll be cool you know like like somebody who i think fits into their great is somebody like a kai who's like kind of moving his way up and like people mm-hmm. are starting like the nigga just open for mad libs son like in new york mm-hmm. like that's crazy yeah. but like but, you know like people like him and people like anakin and um mm-hmm. sky zoo is another great one like sky zoo's been oh, doing yeah, his sky thing zoo. for like a decade like and he's just yeah. you know like he, he never really had that big he never had that big hit in any mm-hmm. era but like he just put he just put out one of my favorite things I heard this year. All the brilliant things is fucking amazing. Like this shit is mm-hmm. crazy. And like, you know, like that isn't that isn't to say that people should like accept the fact that they're only ever gonna get so big. I really hope that's not how that's coming across. But like it's mm-hmm. just really, but like it's just really great to have that. Like mm-hmm. you found your people and like mm-hmm. you know who you're making the music for. And like yeah. they're coming to it type shit. Like that's really important. Yeah, man, not. Nah, you know, like not even that feeling of like anybody gonna get bigger. It's just about being grateful for what's, you know, because to be honest, like I mean, you know, music is a noble endeavor, you know, like, but we ain't curing cancer and shit. It's like, you know, right. it's you know, like, you know, it's a ble- it's a blessing. We we able to do what we want and make money off of it, you know. But Hell any yeah. type of money, any type of money, get off of it, you know, it's a blessing. But you know, I'm just. You know, this is me trying to be in a mind state of being more grateful for like everything I have instead of being in the position of like, damn, bro, like, bro, like, I'll be happier if I had more. And ugh, that's a that's a mind state I don't want to be in like like ever again because that's just perpetual sadness. Cause yeah. you you ain't gonna never have just as much as Jeff Bezos. That's just no. out of the question. Cause, <laughs> cause, cause too rich. Like you can probably probably settle probably for Dave Chappelle or something but you know <laughs> and even that's like even that's a lot like Chappelle it, got 60 million dollars for those specials like <laughs> exactly exactly so it's levels bro it's levels you know right 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 yeah you don't have to settle at some point <laughs> at some way you gotta settle so right you know you might as well be happy if you know going up and like wherever you get 
But yeah, man. Twami actually put me on the Sky Zoo. Actually, that's crazy too. You mentioned him and Anakin to the extent. Yeah, cause cause Twami, cause Twami has a beat on the new Sky Zoo album. I think it's mm-hmm. the oh, I forget which song it is, but no, it's the last one. It's the last one where he's talking about where he almost retired, which like wow. Okay. But um, but yeah, no, no, no. He and Twami have worked together a lot, and um, him and Anakin, of course, you know, like they did Panama Plus, and oh, yeah, Panama Plus crazy. is like fucking amazing, like. Grandma's spot, bro. That's the first song I actually hear from all three of them. Son. Nigga, I was, nigga, I was ripping my goddamn hair out. G, I was like, like oh, fuck, <laughs> like, bro, it's not a lot of instruments in this shit. <laughs> like, bro, it's just the the vibe of this shit. I would, cause I think, I think that was, I, I, I was working on Malik Ruff or, or I just finished it, and I don't know if you heard Malik Ruff, but the vibe of it, like the producers that was involved, like. Not saying they're the antithesis of what Twami does, but I was trying to reach more, not pop rap, but kind of that, or kind of the space that Vince Staples occupies, the space that Kenny Mason is starting to occupy, kind of mm-hmm. that alternative rap, but it's, but it's kind of like it can be played in an arena. It's got a lot not, of appeal, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to say what what uh, Anakin and the Mutants was doing wasn't. I just felt that was a more a more gutter, more a more like more just raw. a video, like yeah, de- yeah, 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 like more, de- definitely raw, like yeah, more more true to my environment, and I think that's part of the reason. It's crazy, Twami, right? Because <laughs> Twami told me Malik Ruff was family friendly, and I was like, nigga, what family friendly? You like, nigga, I was just out in the in the apartment. I bet say say no more. The next album, they they think we get on, but so yeah, right. like, but you know, um, I said all all that to say the music that. You know, Grandma Spot put me on the seafood, and seafood put me on the mic, and Mike put me on the Mavi, and Mavi put me on the Overcast, Overcast put me on the Navy Blue. Mm. They were my entry point to a whole other scene that I didn't even know what was going on. Right. So, yeah, like that's why I, yeah, like that song, like crazy to me. Like, I was yeah. like, yo, what the fuck is this shit? And who like, else is making shit like this? <laughs> like, before, before I forget, shout out to Concept Jackson. Because like people don't talk about concept enough, like 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 the rhyme scheme that he had going, like like the way he does his rhyme schemes are just like I don't understand like how he does it the way he does, just like Hold on. stacking wait, them shits. Like, one second, let me try to find the lyrics to Grandma's spot. Wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm sorry, cause I'm cause like bro, like I'm really a like a like a rap nerd. Like I'm really like a I mean like I love hip hop culture, you know, graffiti, the break dancing, the you know like mm-hmm. the shit that the cats and. New York started, but I love the word, like the written word art of hip hop, like which is rap. Like right. I love that shit. Grandma right. spot lyrics, right. Tommy. Your arms too short to jab the black fox, and it's fucking amazing, bro. <laughs> right. Oh, the arms too short. Hold on, let me see if rap genius got this shit. New shit, nigga. We had the drugs at the grandma spot. Low. Yeah, fuck. Come on, man. We had the drugs at the grandma spot. The cameras and I mean, the cameras on the block and. The shit they go, ah, I got the same smock that Cameron Rock. Man, come on, man. I, I can't find the fucking lyrics. Wait, hold on. Okay, wait. Shit, nigga. Wait, what the fuck? The only thing I can find is 
mutant shit, nigga. We had drills at my grandma's spot. This camera was on the block. It's just a question mark and then else. Damn, yeah, I'm looking at it too. That's crazy. <laughs> That's fucked up. But yo, yeah, y- yeah, like, like concept is amazing to me because. Bro, the Panama Plus is crazy. Like, yeah, like that's because we did the song thought, um, for his thought rap tape, and yeah, right. Okay, I remember yeah. now. I remember now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I like the, you know, I you know I like to challenge myself. I like to find the best MCs that I can get my hands on and try to rap with them. You know, just to right. You know, just to sharpen myself. Um, yeah, and he's you know one of the guys. Him grip. Um, with some other dudes I've kind of um, me and Anakin we've been talking and stuff you know we you know like I'm just a fucking I've been dragging my ass you know we're gonna we're gonna do some shit me and um, yeah. Archie yeah, Ball Slim will do some shit mm. so, yeah Arch's yeah. Arch's fucking album he put out um, the one that just came out like a month ago crazy too yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah also crazy yeah. oh bro shit yeah bro I'm just a fan of niggas man I'm just a fan of niggas and, and I need to stop being Cause in person I'm so you know like you know like you can see you know, way more bubbly and way more personable like right. on social media like <laughs> like I don't know why I got this weird type of anxiety with interacting with with people through screens I'll be like damn like I don't want to sound like no bitch like <laughs> nah I get it I get it it's 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 it's, it's, it's a lie because like you are like that's like a first impression type shit you know like mm-hmm. and, and and like. You know, like it's hard to read sarcasm on the internet. So, like, it's hard exactly. to read. Every, like, it's hard to read everything. So, like, mm-hmm. it's you know, you know, like, like I stop caring, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't matter, and that I don't like think about it in the back of my head. Like five minutes later, like, why did I say that? Like, I get, mm-hmm. like, I get, I get exactly where you're coming from. It's, it's not like, easy at all. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you be trying to joke, and like you be like self conscious, like, damn, like I hope they get my sense of humor, or <laughs> yeah, you know, like but- it's. It's like it's got to be people you know, or else you just you just taking a shot basically, and it's mm-hmm. like, all right, we'll see. You know, you fucking mm-hmm. with it. If not, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, we're just try to uh, keep it moving the best you can. But like, yeah, hip hop is really well, music in general is in a really robust place. You know, like I like a lot of music that I've been hearing, rap music, right. any other music, old stuff. You know, so yeah, everything's good. Hell yeah, bro! I want to talk about all of this. Like, like we're going to talk about as much of that as we possibly can. But before I forget, I got to do this drop because <laughs> like we're already we're, we're, we're already going and I'm having a great time. I just forgot. <laughs> um, what's it called? Uh, brain. What the fuck's my brain do? OK, um, what's cracking? Welcome back. Hi. Real notes. We're here. Uh, it's like my brain is in such a weird place because this is the first episode I've recorded in, I think, about two weeks because I've been on break. <laughs> so like i've been okay. like i'm so not used to, like i lost I, i'm kind of i'm kind of like blown at how how like not used to this i am again but we're here and it's gonna mm-hmm. be tight <laughs> my name is dylan yeah. cinema Sai. i'm all over the place uh two names mm-hmm. as some of them i'm not numbering the episodes anymore i've fucking lost track so um uh everybody i bring on to this show is crazy special and this is somebody that I've been talking to for a while. 
Um, he put out a really fantastic project that I've been listening to a lot this year called They Think We Ghetto that we're going to talk about later. This man's a rapper extraordinaire, been all over the place himself. Like he's kind of, you know, he's cooling out right now. Um, he's shirtless. I don't know if y'all heard that. I don't think I don't think we mentioned that before. Maybe we did. Hey, man. But, <laughs> hey, it's, it's hot in Louisiana, even in October. I, man. See, I feel you, man. We got Quadri in the house, bro. How you doing? Thank you for coming on my hey. shit. I really appreciate you. Oh, uh, no, nah, man. Come on, man. It's something, you know, it's something that I'm happy to do, especially with a fellow music lover. You know, we're going to kick the shit. We're going to, you know, talk about, you know, stuff that interests us. And I'm excited to get, get into it, man. Hell yeah, son. So, uh, so yeah, let me, so yeah, let me ask you the first thing I ask everybody who comes on here. Um, what's the last movie or TV show you watched that you had a strong opinion about? Hmm. That's a good ass question, my guy. Um, <laughs> I'm watching the third season of You right now. Uh huh. Um, and uh, I haven't finished it, but my first impressions are Joe is gonna get himself killed by his wife. Like the dude been going crazy these last two seasons, running a rampage, and I think it ends here. <laughs> like mm. I think short, I think Shorty is gonna put a knife in his back while he sleeps, cause she don't got no impulse control. Like she, like she just killed. Like no, she just um knocked somebody over the head with a rolling pin for like. Well, it, it was serious. She um the dude had gave their baby measles, but that's beside the point. Shorty mm. killed some killed their next door neighbor. Like who just leads to the bacon like i don't want to do no spoilers but yo shorty is way worse than joe this bitch is a this bitch is a serial killer like oh, so no. and because and trying to run around containing this shit like he uh he uh send my man's murder himself and he trying to clean up hush i'm like damn this is not going in well for that guy but um oh many saints of new work that's something How- i watch how'd you like it because i haven't seen it yet i still got to start the sopranos but how'd you like it you ain't seen us Sopranos? Not yet. Uh, I'm from that yeah. area of Jersey too, which is the sad part. Like, <laughs> right. like I'm from I'm from right over there, son. Like I know all that shit. So like that's like a nigga from Baltimore never seeing a wire. That's I know, crazy. I know. It's <laughs> crazy, but I'm I mean, don't feel too bad because I mean I kind of dipped my toes into it. I think I just saw the first season, but I get why people really love the series. Like it's really it's funny. It's tragic is it shows the complexities of people and you know like also the inner workings like the the post mafia because it's not the glory days you know like i'm just talking about this the time era where the where the sopranos takes place it's you know it's kind of post john god so you know like these niggas kind of like working me and damn near <laughs> but they you know like i mean tony got a big house but like pussy and you know his henchmen they live like regular they they ain't really bought it like that. So right. But but you know, many saints of new work. Um Junior, like that's crazy. That nigga was really a hater out of that kid. Like that shit was crazy to me. But I mean, for a person who hasn't seen the Sopranos like that, like I kind of liked it, but like I can also kind of see the kind of plot holes people was talking about. And also, I don't let me see how how I'm gonna make this sound. They played up the black angle a little too much. It's like they had this nigga running around like gunning for, you know, gunning that um um Tony Uncle or whatever. I'm like, 
I don't know if this is like like what's the purpose of this? Is this like I don't like I mean it did show like the Newark rise. I didn't know like New Jersey had rise that bad. I'm like yeah, is this just because Black Panther and the Messiah came out? Like what's yeah? I, I don't know because like every time I don't know. I mean I guess, but. Mm, I don't know, cause I feel the Sopranos like not to you know like segregated, but when I watch Sopranos, I want to see about the mafia. Like I watch The Wire to see about you know like niggas and shit. Like trying to entangle those two wor- worlds, I was like, hmm, I can't pay attention to one thing, cause I'm like, I right, what these niggas over in New Jersey doing? What they trying to build? Like okay, I'm trying right. to pay attention to the mafia and like Uncle Julian, these characters like that was in the series. I'm trying to keep track of like okay, oh that's him and that's. Tony Daddy and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, like I, 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 like I kind of get why people were saying it was tr- it was trying to do too much. Um, it, um, one of my friends said it should have been three hours, like the Irishman. So, mm. see, yeah, I heard, I heard, I heard some people saying that it should have been like its own like little mini series, like not even like three. I, I, like I, I don't know because I haven't seen it. I've seen like one episode of The Sopranos in my life, but I mm. know enough about. Mm. I know enough about the um the riots in newark and just like that general area and like the whole like idea of what the sopranos mm. is trying to do is like i could kind of see i could see everything you're saying too i'm just like i'm just really interested to like pick the shit up at this point where like everyone is kind of like jumping back or either jumping back into it or watching it for mm. the first time because it's like having this really weird moment that i'm like yeah. it's, it, and it's just cool because like people are asking like, like i tell people like yo like they shot like like I know where they shot the last scene of the of 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 the Sopranos. Like they shot it in this place called Holston's. It's like this diner oh. that's like right in my hometown. And uh, yeah, like it's it's okay. it's just it's just crazy to see that part of Jersey like having this moment in a weird yeah. way. Like like I just took yeah. my girlfriend over there like last week to be like that's where oh. that's where they shot the Sopranos. Like you know like type shit. Okay, <laughs> Jersey. Jersey is an interesting place because, okay, I'm going to just speak from my own personal experiences, you know, being somebody like from the South. The first time we was like, well, the first time I would like seen a spotlight on how Jersey, you know, get down was New Jersey Drive. And right. I'm like, man, these niggas <laughs> just stealing cars like this. <laughs> Ain't no consequences. They running from the police, stealing police cars. I'm like, oh, Jersey get down like that. I fucked wow. with it. And then seeing the Sopranos, and then um, uh, um, R.I.P. to Michael K. You know he was doing that Vice series. Um, uh huh. Yeah, the one where he was in Newark, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and he pulled the kind of the curtain back, showing how the stolen cars going to Africa, and that's funding like Africa's booming. Um, I think which country, Nigeria, Ghana, but like basically niggas in New Jersey is stealing cars for niggas in Africa that's getting money and shit. Like, you know, like, you know, so I'm like, damn, man. Wild hey, shit, I fucks man. with it. <laughs> <laughs> diaspora. <laughs> the diaspora is working Hell at top yeah. speeds. So, also, but yeah. before we get too far off track, thank you for bringing up New Jersey Drive. Nobody knows what that movie is. I like, it's, it's or, or, or like, not nobody, but like. Oh, that's but, but, classy. Yeah, it really is. Like you're the first, like you're the first person to come on the show to talk about New Jersey Drive, and I appreciate that so much. Movie's a classic. I yeah. love that movie. Like, Nigga, I love that movie too. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's it's on the same tier as like Fresh, um, Belly. Well, 
Belly is just an addictive watch. You, you know, like yeah. the storyline's kind of cool, you know, but you know. New it's basically life. a music video. Like it, yeah. it's, it's a high, it's a hype Williams movie. Like come on. Like, yeah, come on. Yeah, like we've been. We don't. We don't gotta talk no more about Belly. Everybody's just <laughs> said enough about it. We don't got it down it. You know, like you know, like right. it's a cultural artifact. You know, you know, it's cool for what it is. The soundtrack. Oh, yes. oh yeah. The soundtrack's amazing. The soundtrack's amazing. But New Jersey Drive, I like. I like those '90s black movies that kind of showed the sadness of it, you know, kind of how, well, not kind of how, but boys, but boys in the hood is like a perfect example, kind of, right. You know, the last scene of boys in the hood where Doughboy um, walking off and like fade, 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 fade in the oh, yeah. and like it pops up. And the two of them so, are like sitting on the porch and he's giving him the speech and then it's like he mm-hmm. died two weeks. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, not saying I like them, but it's more realer to me than opposed to like the super flies we get, well, have, have gotten recently. And, um, you know, this kind of the, kind of the taste of the culture was like trying to make, make those moments seem more jubilant than they really are. You know, the guys in right. Jacksonville rapping over fucking, oh, take my way downtown. Walking. Yeah, the so, Carlton joint, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's, it's important to remember like that shit comes with a lot of grief, you know. Yeah. So it's just movies that remind us of that. Like, you know, it's like, wait a minute, nigga. Niggas just ain't stealing cars and shit don't happen to them eventually, you know. Right. You, you, you know, know, like so I think uh no, nah, I'm happy you brought that up. I think that balance is real important. And I think that uh, you know, like people, people it's really easy to compare and contrast two movies like Boys in the Hood and Menace to Society, right? Cause like they're mm-hmm. kind of like People do it all the time. And I don't always think it's like super warranted, but like you look at you look at the end of Boys in the Hood and you look at and you look at Doughboy and I, I forget Cuba Gooding. What was his character's name? His right. Trey, right? Yeah, because his father was furious. Anyway, so mm. like so like you look at like you look at that and it still feels kind of tame compared to how like Menace to Society ends. Cause like that ends with fucking Kane just he just gets shot up in front of his house mm-hmm. and then boom, mm-hmm. he's dead. You know, like that's like that's like the like that's like the this is it like wake mm-hmm. up this is what's happening here like you know mm-hmm. like it's um but 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 like i but like i guess i at this point in my life i appreciate the balance of like having that sort of escapism kind of be there but also to have stuff that's grounded in a way to remind you like look like it's mm-hmm. not sweet like b- because mm-hmm. like because then you have people watching those movies because like this isn't the movie's fault or anyone uh, any one of the actors or director but like you have people watching these movies that are that then they start to glorify the hood and it's like and and like and like don't get me wrong like there are plenty of like beautiful things about the hood mm-hmm. but there's plenty of awful things about it too and like people like people will like come around you know like i'll see people like going to newark to like take pictures of shit and like there's like stuff in like like newark's kind of being gentrified right now but like mm-hmm. you know it, it's like you'll just see people go into certain areas where like people are starving and they'll be there with the cameras, you know, mm. and like people and, and it's just like and it's like, you know, you know, like, you know, like people go into Compton. Like I imagine there are people who go to Compton like, oh, that's the like, like you like take the picture of like the place where, you know, like it's, I, I don't need to explain it much further. Like it's just so like so like I see what you're saying. Like that's like I think it's important to kind of just like 
let people know that there's grief and that and that this stuff is like like it's not it's not sweet <laughs> basically yeah, like it's you know it's life and when when people respect those type of representations like it's life and then they can empathize with you know the people who really go through that it's life humans live life so these are humans you know not just shadows or you know faceless or nameless people you know like uh on the news but side note that's why i like the first scene of snow on the bluff uh mm. kurt robs the motherfucker with the camera <laughs> 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 hey, give me that shit <laughs> we, we, you know hey man it, bro, I love that scene because this is like it's a perfect. I mean, I don't know if Kurt knew what he was doing with that movie, but it's almost a perfect precursor to the empire that's falling right now. It's like, nah, nigga, give me that. <laughs> I need right. it, and I'm gonna take this <laughs> and I'm gonna use this to propel myself. So, you know, like that's just a story of being American. Nigga came right. over here took some shit. I'm going to use that shit to prepare. Man, so, yeah, man, that shit's thoroughly American. Yeah, that's facts. I haven't, man, I haven't watched Snow on the Bluff in years. I don't remember nothing about it. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta find go nowhere. And, oh, see, that's the problem. Like, okay, like find nowhere. I, I wish, I wish I had a copy of it, but one, but one day I'm a, one day I'm gonna watch Snow on the Bluff again. It's been a while, but like, but no, like New Jersey Drive is, that's another one I've been meaning to run back around. Like, yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's like, that's like, like that's uh that's a classic to me. I'm I'm a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Juice as well. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Was, yeah another yeah, classic. Like, yeah, it's crazy. The nineties was a good era for black cinema, man. I ain't gonna oh, lie. Hell yeah. And well, you know, like, like well, I guess we coming into like a renaissance with Issa and um Barry Jenkins, Terrence Nash. Um, I um I really like what Gerard Carmichael did on HBO. Um, he the did the sermon on, did? Yeah, right. yeah, 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 with his mom and his pops and his family and shit. Like that, mm-hmm. that actually that influenced they think we ghetto a lot. Like, oh, wow, okay, yes, a, a lot, like a, a lot, <laughs> like that. <laughs> thing, you got a lot, so oh, shit. Yeah. all right. Well, I definitely want to get into that, but that's going to come later when we actually get to the album. Um, mm-hmm. so you know, like you, like, you know, like clearly, clearly you already have this like crazy basis in movies and like a really wide, like frame of reference for it. So like, what's the first movie experience you remember having? Like, it could be, it could be at your cousin's house. It could be at the theater. Like it, it doesn't matter. Like the first time you remember watching a movie. The first, the first movie experience that jumps out at me, I think Jurassic Park that came out. I don't mm. know if it's one or two. It might have been the first Jurassic. Wait, let me see when the first Jurassic Park came out. I think that it, was like 90, 93. 93, no, 93, so it had to have been the second one. Wait, let me make sure. Let me get my you, check. Let me get my check. Because you were born in 95, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah you're, yeah, you're three years younger than me. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait. It, 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 it might have been three, bro. Okay, Jurassic Park three because Jurassic Park two is Lost World. Right. Like I all I I for the for the life of me, I thought three was two, and Lost World felt like a like like an offshoot because the people from one no my the people from three are the same people from one. Right. 
and then two was just with Jeff Goldblum and the, but anyway, 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 my yeah. first the experience that jumps jumps out at me is like um, Jurassic Park three, and my mom and my dad took me, and like I just remember talking to the movie like like it's crazy because as I look back, I think of like oh. I think that was my first like black experience. Like, <laughs> like, like I'm, I'm literally t- talking as loud because I remember like being a kid. Like I'm as loud as my voice could go over the over the thing. I'm talking like I'm at home. Like you know, like watching right. a movie. And and like my parents didn't like they didn't take me out the theater. Like, oh, like they kind of like like they kind of let let my <laughs> like let my you know because they knew what it was. Like they knew it where it came from. So, so they like, shh, 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 don't, you know, like, no, 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 you can't do that. But that's what I remember, like, just the, I, um, I think it was a scene, because I think they have this in all fucking Jurassic Park movies. It's like when the people running with the, running with the dinosaurs and they, like, running uh-huh. away from, like, a T-Rex and shit like that. So, like, it was, like, one of those scenes. And I just remember, like, bro, y'all so stupid. Oh, my God, bro. Like, you know, so, <laughs> y'all, yeah, that's the first time, like, you know, a movie, so. How old were you? Cool. You remember? Two thousand one, one in ninety five. Had been like six. Yeah, sounds six, about right. six or seven, six or seven. Yeah, you're my sister age. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> ninety five, um, man, cool year. Yeah, you know, yeah, not yeah, ninety five was a cool year. Joey Badass is also born in ninety five. I don't really know how Keith. I feel about that fact anymore, but like, cheap, <laughs> oh, cheap Keith as well. Yep, yep, yep. And that's crazy because like Keith feels like he's been around forever. He feels like he's been around for 30 years. Like, just like he's he's just so influential that like mm-hmm. he's like he's not even 30 years old yet. And he feels like he's been around since like he's like he's like our Wayne. It, or, or 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 no, not our Wayne, because Wayne is our Wayne. But like mm-hmm. but like he feels like Lil Wayne in that way because like Wayne started when he was like 13, or like even mm-hmm. younger than that. He was he, he was like a preteen. And yeah. he's like not even 40, and he's been around for fucking 30 years, like that type of yeah. stuff. He's like, because, because, like, Keith's first project, he was like, what, like 16, 17 when he put out, uh, Mm. what was it? Uh, Finally Rich. Uh, Oh, well, Finally Rich was like, he was already famous. Like, bang. Right, right, right. right, right. 15 and shit when he put out Bang. See, like, 15, bro. And like, he's like, what, like, like, he he was born in 95, so he's 26 or something like that. Yeah, me and him are two. Me and him are two days apart. I was born on that's 13. Crazy. He was born on 15. That's of what month? August. Crazy. Like, son, that's that's so wild to me. That's so mm. wild to me. <laughs> me too. Me too, G. Like, <laughs> I can only imagine. Um, me too. So, you know, from that first experience, like, was like growing up as you kind of started to take in more, like, you remember the first time you watched a movie and you like appreciated it more? You appreciated it as more than just like a piece of entertainment as like yeah. something that not even like art, but just like it connected with you on a different level. I think fresh. Okay. Fresh. Um, yeah, because yeah, fresh. Um, I felt like you know, because art is best when it feels like it's talking directly to you not over you and not under you like it's at eye like it's at eye level and fresh to me at the time I saw it the main character you know like the little kid like 
just you know like the character he played like he was uh, he was smarter than his environment which it borders on the line of fantasy because you know like how can this kid maneuver through drug deals and this and that this right you know with with kind of barely any scratches he, you know like you know like he got slapped a couple times but he ain't get beat up too too bad so it was just the image of a smart you know for lack of a better term like a smart black kid like because saving his money like you know like like because was more mature than the you know like almost the maturest person in his environment so right. i was like yeah yeah like that was you know that was like a like a really like that made me sit back and like oh okay you can really make things that reflect life in a multitude of ways not just like oh what i you know because the first time i saw like boy like boy like boys in the hood and menace like they were a little bit older than me like old dog right. like 17 18 like so those like my older cousins like oh yeah like them niggas just wild but with fresh fresh was like oh you know like you know like he liked this little girl because trying to save no money for this and so on that it just felt more like a nigga just trying to get by and then but anyway yeah fresh fresh is one of those things i'm like damn man that shit tight as hell and that made me search for more movies that made me feel feel like this so. see how old how old were you when you saw fresh because like that's interesting you bring that up about about like people like O Dog being a little older than you because yeah I have yeah yeah I have a cousin who's like two three years older than me shout out to Jarrell mm. I don't know if he's listening or not but shout out to Jarrell anyway yeah like he was he was he was he was somebody like yeah like I just yeah like I just get that I get that mm-hmm. perspective so tell you like how old were you when you saw Fresh I had to be like 12, 13, like close close to the age or psychically close to the age of you know like you know um, the main character. So right, right, like right. maybe maybe even younger, maybe even like eleven or twelve or something like that. Mm. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, um, for uh, all right, like for caveat, like my mom, like like she she. She never like he like she ain't never tell me I couldn't watch anything. I couldn't like listen to anything. Like she she kinda she she let me watch what she watched. So like mm-hmm. like I was watching the wire as it was running, you know, like as you know, I'm nine years old watching like Omar whistle down the shit. So my like, you know, like I've been watching stuff like that since I was a kid. But what the fuck was I going with it? But uh, yeah, like that's why, you know, like I have such a, you know, like because I talk to people and like that ain't never seen Belly, like that ain't never seen that, like and I'm like yo, what the fuck, because they upbringing was different, like they parents didn't let them watch it, watch that, or they parents wouldn't watch and stuff like that. So where they gonna get it? Ain't nobody just you know, don't nobody just wake up and be like oh, let me see if Nas was in any movies, like you see what I'm saying? So right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I get it. Cause yeah, like my parents were kind of like, it, it was like a little bit of both. Cause like, cause like when I was younger, they wouldn't let me watch certain things, but like my sister and I would just sneak around it, you know, like, y- yeah, y- yeah like, like he is do <laughs> like, I'll never forget. Like my dad had a, um, my dad had the first two seat. He, um, um, he had all the Chappelle show on DVD and Ooh. he would, and, and, and like, he would tell 
he he would tell us like don't ever watch this or like or 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 like not don't ever watch this but he would be like you know you can only watch this with me da 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 like you can't watch it by yourself but like he would go roller skating at nights and then we would just go like throw the shit in his TV and just watch it when he wasn't home mm-hmm. like, he would just like we would just, like sneak whatever you know type shit but um <laughs> but like but but like as I got older you know, like once I hit maybe like 12 or 13, it didn't really matter as much. Like my parents didn't want me watching The Simpsons, which feels like really tame because mm-hmm. like, sh- like, like especially now. But like, but like it would it would start like that. And then but like for, but from then on, it was just pretty much like whatever I found, I could just kind of watch it. Either if I was sneaky enough, my parents would just be like, fuck it. I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't yeah. Give it. yeah, like so it was weird. Yeah. I had like a weird trajectory with that. Mm-mm. Yeah, man, cause the world don't like the one thing my parents didn't want me to be is like ignorant or naive of stuff. Like, like they wanted me to know what was going on, right? So you know, like the best way that they could do that without them taking me to, you know, like you remember? Well, I don't know. Um, you know how Judge Joe Brown, one of them, like court shows and, and and like there would be this bad kid and shit and like the judge sentenced him to spend a night yeah. <laughs> spend a night in the hood. <laughs> that shit was so funny to me and so cruel. But yeah, like, you know, like with, with, without doing that, trying to show me I right, this is what happens in the world and these and these type of people, you know, you gotta watch out for and things like that nature. So Yeah. Nah, yeah. I feel it. Yeah. yeah like, 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 it's cool. Cool. Yo, between that and just like you ever watch Steve Wilkos before and just like watch him fucking like take the chair off the stage and throw it and he's like screaming if he, like you know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah. and then of course like you know like, you, yeah. like, you watch like a scared straight show like stuff like that like I get it I get it bro scared straight is horrible bro like, yeah like why do they do that to kids bro <laughs> it's so fun because like bro like the kids that need it like like the kids that really need it be like the most like 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 i don't give a fuck that i'm here type shit and the kids that don't need it like they be like picking on them like i'm like wait a minute this kid yeah. saw why the fuck is you spitting orange peels in this nigga face like you need to do all this. <laughs> do that to the do that to the hard rock that's the last in line that's really like looking around and be like man, tripping nigga. i'm gonna be in this bitch in a couple years like do that to him uh, so yeah that's your funny I- to me I I always think about that one bit where like the kid is sleeping and like all the guards like come in and they're yelling I'm like let's go move and he like gets up he's terrified like he's one of he he's one of those first ones like you could just yeah. tell like why him like for real like and bro jail ain't like that boo guards ain't just gonna wake you up like get up like, nigga like nah <laughs> that's extreme nigga that's torture bro that that's actually in the Geneva Convention you can't even do that to terrorists bro like you can't do this shit like, like that's a prisoner like they. They got rights. That shit uh-uh. crazy to move. That shit <laughs> crazy. But America media, man. America media, the biggest oxymoron on the planet. Man, fucking, and you know, just like, and like, and like, jail is jail, but like, that's just like at that point, it just looks like TV. You know, like <laughs> yeah, that's that's cruel. The Constitution b- bars cruel and unusual punishment. That fits mm-hmm. the description. You know, cruel. You got a camera. Like. <laughs> Like, come on, that's <laughs> unusual punishment, man. But hey, anything for, for some laughs, man. This is the country we live in. You already know. <laughs> As a country, anything for some laughs. That's you crazy. 
Um, so let's <laughs> let's shift gears a little bit and talk about yeah. music. When when did when did you first fall in love with music? Like as you're kind of going through this, as you're kind of going through this movie journey, like where did music come in for you? Music always been there, man. Like you know, my 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 dad's side of the family, they basically owned the Baptist church. So they'll be in mm. church every Sunday. My mom playing Hot Boys and Cash Money and Scarface and old blues artists. Like, so music has always been there. My first, okay, I got my first PSP. And you know, with the PSPs, you can put your own music on there. Oh, yeah. And, no, all uh, over that yeah, shit. Yeah. My uncle at the time, he put Boosie's first album, Badass, and Kanye's second album the late registration. He was trying to give me some balance. So, I, you know, like, up up until that point, like, I heard Boosie, like, I heard Zoom, you know, like, you know, like, you can't escape him where it went from at that time. But I never heard late registration or college dropout. So, I'm listening to Kanye. I'm like, bro, this shit is crazy. Like, Diamonds from Sierra Leone is hitting me away. Like, damn, like, the fuck going on to me like why like why do i like this shit so yeah like that's the first time like i can really pinpoint like oh yeah like music is really starting to change the way i think and change the way i feel right it's crazy you bring that up because i just like you just unlocked a memory that i completely forgot about um i was on a i was on a school we were coming back from a school trip it was i was in middle school and mm -hmm. they were having a cypher like in the back of the fucking bus and I, I like i don't remember who it started but like somebody went and they did decent and then like somebody like passed it to me and the only thing that i could think to do was start rapping kanye's first verse from diamonds from sierra leone and everybody went we everybody went boo we know that shit get that i was i was so traumatized like, it, it, it was like like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have anything off the top, but it was just funny. Like it was, it was like I look, I look back on it, like damn, like why did I think I'd be able to get away with that? Like oh, they won't know this one. Like, want to know what's fucking crazy, bro? What? And and why I think if that didn't happen to you, we, we would be flipped. Like I would be, you know, the journalist, and like you would be the rapper. Because I used me. to do the same thing. I used to do the same <laughs> thing with Lil Wayne. Cause line while I was popping, like you know, like I say, mm -hmm. nobody never noticed or caught me, and like oh, like over time, okay. At first, it started me saying Wayne's whole verse. Then it, then it progressed to me sneaking little lines of mine in there, and then it just progressed to me saying, you know, my raps. So that kind of gave me the confidence, like oh. They couldn't tell I was rapping a little way. Like they couldn't tell the drop off in skills. So I was like, mm, I might can do something with this. I might can, you know, I might can rap. So that kind of gave me the confidence that I have now. So if somebody caught me, bro, at least one time, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, bro. I think I would have, yeah, bro. Like I think I would have been like, oh man. Like my, just my whole reputation as an MC would have been so. Right, of course. Yeah. Like, bro, like, nah. So I'm so glad that that happened to you instead of me. I'm sorry. Hey, no, it's cool. It's cool. You know, like, that's what, you know, like, that's when I realized, like, yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably just better off just, like, enjoying it and, like, and, like, bigging everybody else up because, because then, because then, like, all my other friends, like, when everybody, when everybody was first, like, digging into, like, old gangstar shit, 
like like mm-hmm. they would just throw on beats people would just come over to my to my to my crib and just throw on beats and just freestyle in my basement and just like i, I would just like i would just like sit back and watch type shit like just like yeah like this is tight i'm cool just appreciating this from the back like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, bro like because everybody's an artist at heart everybody yeah, no man. like everybody. no matter what you do mm-hmm. no matter what you do even if you're not doing your art so if you love something and you're so passionate about it you damn near can't do it if you know like not saying because you can learn how to rap like, that's you know people learn how to do heart transplants you can learn how to rap but it's the point of i don't feel i'm i was born to do it and once that kind of shit starts to creep into your mind like it's like all right well you know let me just try to be a super fan of it because to be honest like if i didn't rap i'll still be listening to everybody i still listen to i'll still be you know i'll still be looking up pigeon and planes best new artists of the other month type shit so you know i don't think me doing it and me being a fan of it or like link i think they run parallel so yeah you know like you know it, and, and like that just proves that you would still be like like you'd still be here regardless of whether or not you were making music or making money like you, it means that you really care it means that like mm-hmm. you really give a shit about it and it's not just like hey let me see if i could like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and, that's and, Right, like, and, yeah. and and like, that's just good. Like, mm-hmm. it's just nice yeah. and genuine and shit. Shit, yeah. Gotta have something to give to the babies, man. You know, because somebody was thinking about us. They gave this shit to us. At least, mm-hmm. let's give something to them. You know, like, not promising it's gonna be the same thing our parents gave us, but it's gonna be something. Right, you know, like, like I feel like this is a really like it feels like a really silly question, but like, you, like, like, like you remember when a Millie came out? Mm-hmm. Like, like I know there have been like at least two dozen songs that have come out in the last ten years that are like a milli, but like what would like like just like thinking of people who like heard that for the first time and then made a song that was like that like kind of impacted that way, kind of looking back at it and being like, I kind of made my milli, didn't I? Like I can't think mm-hmm. of any right now, but like just you just made me think about that whole idea of just. I don't know why a Millie specifically, but mm. like, <laughs> I don't so know. So what you mean in the terms of like somebody thinking that they made their Millie, they think they did just as good as Wayne on the beat or they made their own thing that like, cause Paper Planes is M.I.A.'s a Millie. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right, so, right, so Paper Planes is her a Millie like don't like is keith's a millie like mm-hmm. fucking um exo tour life is uzi's a millie like that mm-hmm. type of shit you know yeah. like so i just um there's there like i said there's dozens hundreds probably even thousands of examples but mm-hmm. i just uh and like i said i don't know why i zeroed in on wayne but like that song just is kind of in my head forever off some bullshit yeah and go wayne 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 is crazy because once I think about him, he lollipop on paper should not work. <laughs> like, like that should not work on paper. Right. Bro. But he, but he 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 wills it into being 
one of his best selling songs. Like that's crazy. Like with Drake stuff, you can see like that work. Drake works on paper. Like controller works on paper. Right. Hold on, I'm going home. That works on paper. Started from started the bottom. From the bottom yep. Wow. He said that at the same time. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that works on paper. Yeah. Lil Wayne at the, just coming off a mixtape run. Night like you call yourself the best rapper alive. Now you make something called talk about licking like a lollipop. Hmm. Okay. That's a pivot. But you know, Wayne's the king of pivots, like. The king of pivots, man. Because yeah, he pivoted from he, that he, to doing rock star shit. Right. Yeah, it's just yeah. It, it, it like no, not every pivot works because you it, know, like word, <laughs> but it's always entertaining. It's always right. entertaining. It yeah. doesn't always work, but it's always something to see. It's yeah, always something it, to see. Yeah, the the only the only time it kind of fucked me up was the whole Trump shit, and I don't know if he's ever gonna be able to live that down. But you to know, be honest, like... <laughs> man, that, that oh yeah, that went, uh, man. Cause for my own sanity and my own my own heart, I kind of stopped rappers at the eras. Like to yeah, me, Kanye, yeah, like Kanye stopped making albums after Pablo. Like I get it. <laughs> like I like like you know like like I kind of pause it and like yo they that's he gonna get back to you know but you know Wayne is the same way I you know after what 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 Carter four I would say yeah, yeah like I'm like okay yeah Wayne is you know Wayne is getting going into like a different space because at that time Kendrick was up and doing his thing cold like yeah. he had new he had new blood in it. You know, right to, to admire, and now we have, we have even newer blood. So, right, yeah, that was yeah, like at that point, that was like the Kendrick, Cole, Drake trifecta. They all three of them popped around mm-hmm. like within like the the same like one to two year period. Because mm-hmm. so far, Gong was oh nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, was ten. Wait, warm right. was oh nine. Yeah, no, 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 no. Warm, yeah, warm up was oh nine, and so far, Gong was oh nine. I can't remember when OD came out. Um, Twenty ten. Yeah, yeah. OD was 2010, and then Section 80 was 2011. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But either way, and then yeah, just uh, nah. Mm-hmm. I I I get I get that whole having to cut people off after. So it's you know, like because mm-hmm. because hey, cause, don't get it twisted. Lil Wayne, Dwayne Carter Jr. I lo- I love you to death, nigga. I swear to God, I do. I I get it. I get it. But man, I can't be rocking with no white man, bro. I can't be rocking with him. I feel like, no, like you got it. You got to You know, you know, like you just gotta, like after a certain point, you just have that. Cause like before we move on, there's this really um, what's it called? Um, my man Craig Jenkins wrote this incredible piece about Kanye when the Trump shit happened, and just like about what Kanye did at like 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 in his most like when he was still peaking, and like mm-hmm. when we were growing up, like mm-hmm. that stuff that happened. And that stuff that we experienced and like took in like you, like you listening to late registration on your PSP, like mm. that's yours, you know, like mm. nobody could take that from you, regardless of what he did. Like mm. it sucks. And like, it's kind of like it tarnishes his legacy. But like you have those moments. Like mm. I have the moment that I first heard college dropout and like bonded with my father over the Gil Sky Heron sample on late registration. Like nobody mm-hmm. can take that from me. You have the PSP, mm-hmm. you have these songs and these memories. And like, even if he fucked up in that way, mm-hmm. like we have that. And like, that's a part of us and we can't really like, 
that's the building mm-hmm. blocks that we were talking mm-hmm. about before. Like yeah. that, like I held on to that ever since I read that. And that's really like, yeah, it's, 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 it's hard to compartmentalize it sometimes, but like, that's always going to be a part of you. Yeah. E- even sure, if you don't, sure. even if you don't listen to it anymore, like that's always going to be a part of you. So yeah. that's just always important to remember. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Goddamn Kanye Wayne, two of my favorites. Uh, what, hey, what the what's the shit? Uh, the shit from Johnson's family uh, vacation popping to my mind. <laughs> you know when they drive in the highway and they got to see this head. Um, uh, uh, fifty cent out uh, a shot. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they rather, so, 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 shot. <laughs> he started throwing out the window. Yeah, oh like shit! That. Yeah, because I I thought you were either gonna talk about that or the scene where Bow Wow pissed in the cup and he threw it out the window. At the car. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. That's the same. Right. Oh, wait, yeah. no, wait, well, get kind of, kind of the same scene. That's yeah, because it's because it starts there, and then mm-hmm. and then and then he's still throwing shit, and he just takes the yeah. cup. Man, yeah. I, that movie is wild. Son. That movie is so yeah. wild. It's a funny ass movie. Johnson Family Vacation. That's a family oh, movie for real. Yeah, but, man. <laughs> that's um, a family movie for real. God, like, yeah, that was that was that was like my era of Cedric the Entertainer. I was I was I was fucking with all of that shit. Like, <laughs> the king of comedy, man. Nigga, fuck yeah. you. Um. So, 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 like, speaking of that, speaking of that scene, that's a great scene to kind of segue into this. Like, like, as you're growing up and you have these, and you know, like, your uh, your knowledge and like your everything on movies and music are kind of building. Like, what, like, was there ever a moment where you like consciously linked film and music together? like in your head where you realize like these two things kind of like inform each other? Hmm. I think maybe when I started making music on my own, mm-hmm. started um, making albums or projects on my own, I wanted my music to feel like watching one of those great 90s movies like I wanted it to feel like me watching Fresh I wanted it to feel like me watching Juice with my friend I wanted it to feel like me watching Menace to Society because there are lessons in those movies it's you know they're not just they're not just um pop culture or pieces of pop culture yeah you know with Juice in 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 Juice the lesson is you know watch watch you call your friends and, and menace you know it's lessons about karma and fresh you know lessons about you know everything else so i wanted to make albums i wanted to make music that kind of gave you lessons but also gave you a ride to go on so the only thing the only medium that i knew of that did that was movies so that's you know me linking the two art forms together. I want the music to feel like a movie. I want my music videos to feel like, well, I want the vi- the visuals to do more than complement the music. I, I like, I, I, I'm, it's, it's morphing into me being a director because I did a short film called Ebo's and Booker's Day Off and I used music from Malik Ruff that I didn't shoot a video for. And when I made that, I felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Like just kind of make, people call it world building now, but just 
giving people something to step into and look around like and and listen to you know like like a not a silent museum but kind of just imagine you were walking in a Kerry James Marshall exhibit and Liquid Swords was playing in your headphones. Like, just right. that audio-visual, you know, type of thing going on. So that's what my art is kind of molding into. I'm going to see how far I can take it or what other stuff interests me or inspires me. But yeah, that's the yeah that's the first time I kind of linked link them when I started making um, albums of my own. That's a tight answer. And 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 you and you said world building was a thing people use. Another one is uh lived in. People call that type of shit like lived in, which I like. I actually kind of yeah. like that more than I like world building. But like but like mm-hmm. I know exactly what you mean and and that's dope. Like it's you know like you like like you want to feel like people like if somebody is going to if some like speaking just for myself, if somebody's going to go out of their way to like create a world, I want it to feel like something like they think we ghetto does or Mm. like just like it feels it feels like i can touch it almost but like without Mm. actually touching it you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's it's just got that you can see it you can yeah i don't know that's just that's just good shit yeah yep 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 i try my best i try my best i try my best yeah oh yeah let me see what else i want to say Mm. Uh. Oh no, let's see. Oh, wait, wait. There's a thought. God damn it. Hold on. Hold on, Dylan. There's a thought. Nah, you got it. You got it. There's a talk. Cause God, uh, think about it. Fuck, 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 fuck. Where are we at, man? Okay. Ah, uh, fuck it. Anyway, it's gonna come back to me. God damn it. Too much. Uh. Nah, it's all good. Well, no, no, no. When it comes back, tell me. Um, so what's it called? Um, what like you were listening to rap for a while, but like what led you to like first start rapping? Cause because I understand you started rapping when you were about like nine or ten years old. So like when did you like when was that a thing when you first wanted um, to do it? It's it's a couple points from like not okay. When I say I've been rapping since I was nine, I haven't been in the studio since I was nine. Right. I was yeah, just yeah, ra- yeah, yeah. Writing, you know, writing little poems and little raps. You know, like I want to make that distinction because like Totally. Like niggas gonna be like mine. Like, wait a minute, nigga. Ain't you supposed <laughs> to be mine? So nah, I was just writing rap. I ain't, I I didn't get I didn't record my vocals, record myself, hear my vocals recorded till I was like 17. So between nine and 17, you know, I was playing football in middle school and like high school and stuff. But you know, like X-Men, you know, when like the mutant doesn't know he a mutant and like the powers come out in like stressful situations like motherfucker don't know that he can make fire but like when he get bullied he fucking incinerate the whole high school right like like, that's kind of how it was with rap like if i saw people gathered gathered up rapping like i'll just like walk over and like spit and and like walk off and leave people like the fuck i ain't ain't no core i can fucking rap the fuck and like have (laughs) like no man come come back come back come back come back come back so it was like that, like from not like from nine to seventeen, it was that the whole time. Like, like it was a couple people. Like, kind of the word started to spread. Like, you know, if, if people was talking about like rapping, like you, you say, you know who can rap though? Who? That nigga Quad. Quad. That nigga Quad can't rap. And like niggas be like, no, no, like no, like no. This nigga can really rap. 
and people like, oh, I like if people be adamant about like, no, wait, no, 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 like, nah, like I'm not even joking, cause like you know, like I was kind of like a goofy kind of kid, you know, you know, like I wore high water sometimes, and you know, I didn't have my hair cut, you know, like in like the coolest way. So it's like people like, core rap, fucking rap, man, because rap was that to that point was you know Lil Wayne and you know like the cool you know cool cool shit like rap. Right. I don't know about yeah. that. I don't know about that. Thank God for Kendrick and Cole. Thank God. <laughs> Kendrick with, you know, like with the Gumby fade and the shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I was like, yo, somebody, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> somebody <laughs> with the fucked up fade spinning bars. Let's go. It's hey. my time now type shit. For, for real. It felt like my era. It felt like my time to shine. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, man, just going forward. Um... Wait, wait, wait a minute. What was the question? When I like feel like you know I could rap, or I could yeah, rap. yeah, you're like I guess like what like first led you to like go in the studio and like not oh. just have it be a thing that was like oh. on the playground type shit. Um, my friend George Sterling, he he had a computer and his brother was making music with an older friend of ours. His name was Leonard, and so. George, Big Brother, and Leonard were making songs. Me and George was playing football. So after football practice, we would all go to George's house. And it would be six of us in there. And naturally, six young six young black dudes, we're going to find our way to instrumental. We're going to find our way to <laughs> rap. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like that was a thing for a while. We'd just go in there and play instrumental just like fucking around. Then we started smoking weed. That's that's what triggered it. Because then we would play the instrumental after we smoked weed. And that's when people kind of saw, like, oh, wait, no. Hold on, Cor. Like, you need to be recording this shit. Like, you know, because anything you do kind of often, you're going to get better at. And since it was already a latent thing in me already, you know, it 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 got to the point was like, oh, wait, nah, Cor, you need to be trying to rap or do something now, nah, bro, because you're getting a little bit too good. Like it, like it got to the point where it was like, we like, you know, like we play the instrumental and we just go around the room, everybody get a verse. It evolved to put on the instrumental and Cor just rap for <laughs> for like two hours, so. <laughs> It was like, you know, motherfucker was just bowing out. It was like, all right, you know, because don't nobody want to get embarrassed. Like, don't nobody want to rap like Cork. I'm like, oh, shit, the fuck? So, you like, you know, like, it evolved to that. So, once it, once it got to the point where, like, I'm just rapping, um, George already had mixed crafts on the computer from his older brother. So, we just tinker with it, and we, like, making songs. So, when George, George's big brother and Leonard would come back and try to do their stuff, they would see files that they didn't do and be like, what the fuck is this? What, what the fuck is this? And like, they'll mm. listen and be like, oh, it's, it's, this, you know, like, this my little brother fucking around with his friend. And so, like, they listen and they're like, kind of tight, though. So, you know, like, they in, in, in invite me to their sessions, you know, like, you know, like, let me rap. And that just grew to me and George doing what they was doing, making our own songs. And that's how I started making my first projects. And um, that's how I started. Um, we we made this project called Dope in 2014. 
And this song called Two Pounds of Sand, you didn't read this story or heard it uh, probably like a couple of times, but I sent Two Pounds of Sand to Jacob Moore at Pigeons and Plains and he liked it. And it's kind of starting the trajectory I'm on now. That's, yeah. Nah, I know the story. That's, that's, yeah. that's so funny. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like, like, it's funny how media works too. It's like, once you have a story, that's your story. Like, <laughs> like, like, like it's gonna get regurgitated. Like once you have something, nah, okay, that's your story. That's your story. Like right. no, no other nuances to it, no other details to it. Like, oh nah, you just sent your shit to yeah, take away a pit in the planes. That's like that's how you got here. <laughs> like, but you know, <laughs> but then you know, like it, like if you're lucky enough, like you can like transcend that story and just and, and it's like and it's like that's the starting point, but then you come on and like make your own shit like you've been mm-hmm. doing, you know. Like I think mm-hmm. I think you've uh you know, you know, like, 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 it's been seven years, like since 2014. So, like, you, you've definitely, like, you're past that type shit. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> way, way past that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But yeah, still, way. like, you know. Yeah, still, you know, still, still kicking, cause man, so much has changed in hip hop since then. It's man, there's so much things that can happen. I'm just grateful that I'm like, you know, the audience has been telling me to come back every season you know it's like i just been getting renewed by you know people like okay you know like <laughs> america me was cool let's see what he does next oh malik ruff was nice let's see what he does next oh they think we got us so you know hopefully you know i can do this until i you know like i feel i didn't gave enough to the game and you know i didn't inspire enough so right you know like i think that's uh like and it's great it's, and it's great that you still manage to find so much within yourself to like turn to like turn out all these crazy projects and like I kind of um I'm, I'm, I kind of want to touch on a couple of them because I went back and listened to as much as I could before we did this and um you know like um I actually do want to touch on America Me a little bit which was uh you know like it was released um like obviously not like tied to it but it was released around the time um Alton Sterling was killed back in uh 2016 if I remember correctly so like what was like like, where was your head at when you made America Me? Because, like, it's, um, it's, it's a lot. <laughs> okay. I came up with... The, no, okay. I, the, it's so crazy. Because I came up with the idea, the name and the album, before the stuff with Alton was happening. Because right. remember, before that, it was uh, Michael Brown in St. Louis, and it was Trayvon. Mm-hmm. before that in florida so the time was already tense and the original album cover and also this was around the time that i met brock so you know like i'm telling him i'm telling him about this project you know that i'm like thinking about and you know like i'm gonna call it america me and i sent him the cover i don't know if you've seen this picture but it's a picture from like i think a riot in the 60s where this kid is like just he's bleeding from his head and, and he's like on the sidewalk and it's like his police officers l- looking like he's about to walk over him or you know like you know kind of disregard this person's body on the ground mm. and that was the original artwork that I was going to use and the reason I picked that artwork because that's how I felt in my soul that that's that just how I felt the country you know where the country was at that time you know like I felt 
that nobody really cared. It was just a lot of media attention put on put on the issue issue, which is good, but yeah, like we still at a point where, you know, uh Mr. Floyd, he died like last year. So it's been six or seven years. We still ain't got a a good a good handle on the underlying issues, what we can do to stop these type of things from happening. Mm-hmm. So no, you know, I felt just like I had to scream. So it eventually, you know, because I'm very cognizant of how images make people react. I'm very cognizant how art makes people react. So I kind of self-sanitized. And that's how I got to the art cover that is now the art cover for American Me with the kids that kind of says the same thing, but also says just kind of presenting a form of beauty, basically, you know, kind of saying how could you trample over, you know, people as beautiful as this. So, you know, that was what I was kind of saying with that album cover but um my mind yeah like that's what my mind was like I just wanted to scream man and the music I wanted to make I didn't want it to be overtly political I didn't want it to be a protest album I had protest songs on there like sweet like Sweetwater for example but I wanted it like I wanted it to feel like somebody living through living through the events not letting the events live through them right i don't yeah like i don't know if that's a cool turn turn of phrase but you know like i didn't because every hip-hop album that i like the chronic um illmatic at aliens i'm gonna just stop there but the like the chronic wasn't about the riots it 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 was just what it's like to be Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg while the while Los Angeles is burning. Like, right. you know, like it wasn't, yeah, you know, like it wasn't about Rodney King. It wasn't about racism in America. It's about let me ride smooth yeah, out. Yeah, street out, cherry. You know? yeah, man. Yeah, like, you know, like it's about cruising and living, but with cruising and living is the day the niggas took over. Like, exactly, you know, so yeah. So it's, you know, that's how I wanted it to feel. Like, I, you know, I didn't want it to feel like, girl, I wanted to feel like, you know, <laughs> God damn, man, them niggas over there tripping, man. The fuck, yeah. man? You see that smoke <laughs> going up? The fuck, what's going on over there? So, which is, kind, which is really how the hood handles stuff like that. You know, like, like a couple people gonna loot, go loot and come back with some shit to sell, but a majority right. of the people in, you know, like in these areas where you would think, like, you know, I'm gonna just pick one out of, you know, history. All right. You would think, you know, Chicago, not, not Chicago, Chicago and New York, like, you would think after things like this happen, these communities would rip, rip the city up. Like, nah, niggas just chilling. Niggas trying to get on with they day. Niggas trying to get back to the house with they weed and watch, yeah. watch whatever show that they were watching, man. Like, niggas yeah, ain't, man. you know, like, everybody ain't goddamn Malcolm X, man. So, you know, so that's kind of the, that's kind of the feeling I want to present. Like, not, not an apathetic feeling, because P 
people people internalize it in different ways you know people right. you know like i didn't see people handle grief motherfuckers just don't talk and yeah. you know don't cry no like the most horrible shit just happened to them they just don't talk they just go on. No. They, 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 they eat you know they eat you know they do the human shit but they just you know that's just how they handle it i seen it know? too yeah now that's real and yeah, you see so, no, not, no no i'm sorry finish oh, oh no 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 yeah my thought finished that's my period. So, fell, 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 fell. But yeah, you know, like, but like, that's realistic, because you know, like, mm-hmm. not like, 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 it's like you said, not everybody's Malcolm X, and like, you know, like, like, I think it's, I think, uh, I think acknowledging that is more realistic. I just, yeah, like, I just think that side is really important to acknowledge, like, at all times. Like, I'm really happy you brought up The Chronic and, like, The Day the Niggas Took Over because, like, that's the only song on that album that explicitly references stuff like that. It's, it like, it's there, but it's not the whole thing. At Like, and it's just, like, and it's just, like, a day in the life with, like, things happening around you and, like, you kind of reacting to it as opposed to, like, this is an album about the riots, you know? Like, it's, it's like... <laughs> Like it's like walking that thin line between being a history lesson and just being and just like kicking it with people, you know, like that's what like that's what I meant earlier when I like that feels lived in to me. Like the chronic is an album that feels lived in like 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 if the chronic were a house and you were to like walk into it, the first thing you would see when you open the door is like a Raiders cap on a table. You would see you would see some green fucking crumbled up on a t- on that same table like that's like in film that's a thing that's called mise en scene like it's just like how all that shit like how like how like the visuals of a scene will can like speak to what's happening in it you know like that's that's what that is to me you know and I think and I think that's something that a lot of really great artists like you um, are really cognizant of, like you said. So that's, um, I just think that's tight. <laughs> you know, I just think that's tight. Yeah. Yeah. I just looked up the definition of me, 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 on scene. Yeah. Mise, yeah. Mise on scene. Okay. All right. Cool. Both individual arts through storyboard visual thing. Yeah. 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 Sound, sounds exactly right. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that. That's that's my that's my film geek brain going right there. That's, that's <laughs> bro, bro. Like, and the most craziest thing too. Like, people be calling me shit that I didn't know. I, that's what I was doing, but it's a name for it. Like, uh, yeah, uh, a fucking Artur. Artur, yeah, I yeah. Like, bro, <laughs> uh, a fucking article and fucking. ID called me all tour. Like I went to go Google this. I'm like, what the fuck this nigga calling me? Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 you know, like we don't know a word, like you think it's a bad word. Like, like hello. Yeah. All <laughs> tour. And I start reading. And I start reading the definition. I'm like, a director or a novelist with with um basically it's somebody that's you, you know what I mean, right? I do. do yeah. With, just for the audience. Just for the audience. Hold on. <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Let me get the uh let me get the uh No, I'm no, I'm happy you're doing it because um um because I wrote a whole piece about how Tyler the creator is an auteur and people were coming up to me like what's that mean? And I'm like <laughs> and, and, and like okay. we and, and we talk about it and type shit. It's just it's just good okay. for people to know. I, all right, for the people, auteur, 
a filmmaker or a novelist who not novelist, a person who writes books, whose personal influence and artistic control over a movie are so great that the filmmaker is regarded as the author of the movie. So, right. you know, when, when Cuz called me that about ghetto, I understood what he was saying. Like, you know, like I used different producers to accomplish one goal. You know, like right. ba- ba- baby, baby boy and once upon a time in the parking lot are made by two separate people, but they fit in the same psyche world. So I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. Right. You know, like, yeah, like when people think of auteurs, like you think of people like Quentin Tarantino is usually the first person that comes to mind. Like, I would argue that John Singleton is an auteur, at least like his earlier shit, like particularly like Boys in the Hood and shit. And like, they're, like there's plenty of people, but like, you know, just people who like, yeah, like you read the definition. So I think, you know, like, I think you definitely fit into there and you fit in there for a while. Like it's it, you know, like, it's not just here. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, 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 shit, yeah. Um, We've been going crazy for a while, man. We were crazy for a while. <laughs> um, before, um, before we move on to They Think We Ghetto, I wanted to like, like, the the two projects that I spent the most time with while I was going through some of your old stuff was Emergency Raps with Twami and Don't You Weep with Jansport J because I'm really big on rapper producer collabs like I love them I, I don't know what it is but I love seeing two people lock in for a whole like 13 14 15 songs together so like for you like you know like working like you were just talking about how you were using a whole bunch of different producers to kind of bring this one holistic vision on They Think We Ghetto. But like, how do you feel working with Twami and Jansport on on um, one project each? Do you feel like that kind of helped you like refine your voice at all? Like, how do you feel? Yeah, like basically just like the opposite of what you did on They Think We Ghetto. Like, how do you feel the opposite of that kind of helped you to further find your voice before you made it here? Mm. If it did the at all. Whole- um oh i'm sorry what you say no uh, um um i don't even know why i added that qualifier like how do you feel uh yeah just like do you feel like working with one producer for two whole projects kind of like made you approach rap differently or did that not really matter to you like did it um, like uh, yeah i was because i would because really i took that from the school because from Wayne's school, from, you know, Lil Wayne's school of just kind of expanding my, vo- not, not, not my vocabulary, but you know how Wayne was just stretching what he could do with like rapping, just the art form, like how detailed he can be just kind of like just stretching it, like how funny and how outlandish that, you know, like he could say, um, or, um, I'm a rap lyric and also getting sharper yeah. in practice. Um, to me, those projects are like my gym. Like those are me just shooting, shooting shots. So, you know, just, you know, just kind of, that's where I feel more freedom. I can throw more stuff at the wall and that, and that kind of pr- prepares me for the next full link project that I'm like thinking about doing. Um, yeah. Like those, th- that's exactly what those projects are like gym workout. Um, partner in crime type things you know like you know like i'm a fan of those like buddy cop movies you know yeah, and like man. 
buddy westerns like butch and sundance that type shit just you know so yeah like it's that you know it's that spirit right yeah i could yeah yeah like, i could feel that especially on emergency raps volume five like just it's just like freewheeling is not the word I want to use, but it just feels like, you know, you feel like you, like you're experimenting a little bit and just kind of like testing your limits on like on like what you can do. And that's uh, and that's just like a lot of fun to me. Like that makes those two projects like real fun to me. Mm. Like, oh, oh. And also. With both the tournament jam sport, because because I like, think about when those projects come out to me that's after i do malik ruff which is this flowery kind of alternative type thing and i come right. back like kind of you know because i wanted to show that i'm on the same caliber as mc this concept jackson i'm on the same caliber as mcs like you know the mutants and you know the mivies and the mic so that's what i kind of wanted to show people like i yeah like i can make the 104s with steve lacy but don't you forget for one second i'm just as sharp as master cons and you know like everybody that's yeah. kicking ass on that side so you know yeah man just pure vein like i can rap right and you know like sometimes you just got to remind people that you can rap like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah and, man and that's it sometimes. And, and that's fun you know like like i could tell that you had a good time putting those together and it wasn't like you know you know like you weren't you weren't overthinking it it was just like let's rap you know mm-hmm. yeah and and then through through that, I don't have to think about the concept and how it is and now that that that, that kind of bogs the creative down. You know, if I'm just rapping over a Tommy beat, like there's just so much that I can say within two bars that don't even have to be connected to a concept or connected to each other. Like I can talk about one thing in one bar and something else in right. another bar, and you know, it's just it's okay because this is not an album album it's just you know me and twami and me and jansport just you know kicking ass yeah for real and like that's you know like that's important to have like it's important to be able to just kind of cut loose and not and not like need it to be attached to something if you don't want it to like if you want to do that all the time like you know like feel free whoever but like you know sometimes it's just cool to just rap like Mm. (laughs) You know? Yeah, because I mean, you know, it's an audience for everything, bro. It's an audience for everything. And who and, and, and who's to say people that like Twami won't pick up on the albums that we doing and and you know, you know, we be the Dylan comment of that scene or so like I don't know where the hype is gonna come from. I'm just I'm just shooting stuff in every direction. You know what I'm saying? Right. So <laughs> like, you know, like whatever comes back, you know, hey man. Hey, hey, what up? Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I did do something with Jamsport, and he did go work with Nas, and oh yeah, you know, I can rap too. So, right, you know, oh. yeah, you know, like you're shooting into every alley and seeing what comes back, and that's and that's dope, you know, like <laughs> you know, you, you're diversifying your bonds, like yeah, Wu Tang financial. <laughs> oh, you already know. See, I'm <laughs> picked it up. <laughs> that's the funniest skit ever. Yeah. <laughs> You need to diversify your bonds, nigga. Like, yeah. <laughs> just like yo, but like, it, bro, like, and it's so crazy because on the surface, it's like what, 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 what people would think that makes it funny. It's like, oh, oh, wait, the irony of people going to rappers for like, um, five, um, financial five, advice. Like, oh, man, that's, oh, I, I mean, it's funny. But if you think about it, Riz and Jizzle, 
they might be the niggas you need to go to. <laughs> they made the Wu-Tang. That's right. one of the, the best logo. They logo is up there with McDonald's. Like Honestly, like so, a- a- yeah. everybody knows what the Wu-Tang Clan logo looks like. like everybody. Yeah. Come on, man. You got <laughs> Nigga, I would kill somebody for some, that type of brand uh, recognition. Really, like, shoot somebody in the middle of fucking <laughs> Central Park, like for that type of brand recognition. I forget the word for it. Brand, brand recognition, brand, huh? Brand recognition. There you go. Recognition. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. I'm a don't rapper. even trip. Huh? Don't even don't even trip, son. Like words, yeah. words, words, words disappear from my brain too. I'm a writer, so like <laughs> word. yeah, words. Likewise, like you know, niggas should be do do do, but you know, it's the nature of the beast. Hey, nah, but no, no, no. You're totally right. Like the Wu Tang logo is like that's like an all timer. You know, like that's mm-hmm. like it's crazy because like the because like the Wu Tang logo is like. Like I grew up, like I grew up in the suburbs in like a very weird, like kind of, well, well, no, 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 Montclair is the suburbs, but like, it's also like, there's lots of like, like there's a hood and like places around, but like you see people in like the nice part of town wearing Wu-Tang shirts and you see people in the not nice part of town wearing Wu-Tang shirts. Like it's one of those, like it's everywhere. Yeah. Like it doesn't <laughs> matter. Like Ubiquitous. <laughs> Everybody loves Wu-Tang. Ubiquitous. That's the word. Yeah. Like. I just, um, yo, mom, before, before we move on, cause I got a couple more questions. Um, uh, my home girl, uh, Jelani, shout out to Jelani. She wrote the liner notes for the, uh, for uh, Vinyl Me Please's reissue of uh, Wu-Tang's Enter the 36 Chambers. And I just got it. And like, it comes with an art print on the back that doubles as a fucking chessboard. And it's just, it's beautiful. Like, I, I don't have it here, so I can't show you, but it's beautiful. Like, and just like seeing a chessboard with the Wu-Tang logo on it, I was like, that's how you know, you know, like that's how you know that that shit is like, it's on a chessboard. Like that's crazy. Yeah. Mm. And it, bro, it's, it's, and the last thing about Wu Tang, the last thing, but they're one of the few rap legacies that centered on how intelligent the artists or the MCs were. Like their whole shit is chess and, and five percent knowledge and and like um you know abs- obscure movie references is nerd like it's, yeah it's nerd and, com- and, and like, comic books like yeah like yeah ghostface literally called himself to- like tony stark's iron man like 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 it's all nerd shit exactly all of it. like <laughs> but it's coming through this this project prism like <laughs> yeah hey man it's crazy i'll be thinking of them you know off the bat but yeah like it's coming through this prism of motherfuckers who you know just be in front like you know be be in front of liquor store all day like bro no member in wu-tang i would not feel safe with them like watching my children or like what? like the earth like early Wu-Tang with like milk with milk with the milk eye that yeah, like, yeah 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 them niggas was just heads like bro you ain't yeah. letting no family functions nah you, he was smoking what he was he was smoking white owl blunts bro like that's different that's different <laughs> yeah those they they were wild guys so yeah. for them to be in the type of stuff I'm into that just kind of let me know like oh yeah Hip hop is definitely for everybody. Like right. <laughs> every weird, every nuance, every 
idiosyncratic tick you have, hip hop will reward you for it. Yeah. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Rap is like the nerdiest shit ever. And it's been that from the very beginning. Like, like it's always been connected to like, not even just like specific parts of nerd culture, but like the, the idea of hip hop is extremely mm. nerdy. Like it's always been that. Like you gotta be nerdy to spin on a cardboard box. Like, come on, son. Like you see like, me. bro. <laughs> the niggas who getting the girls. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, cause hip hop grew to a point where the niggas getting the girls was the niggas on the, you know, spin on the box. But I'm right. pretty sure when that shit started. You know, the niggas with the, you know, with the press or whatever era, you know, the you know, the nice hair of that era. Them niggas was walking past them niggas like, the fuck y'all doing, man? Oh, man, shit, 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 shit. They were going to the club day of disco, man. The fuck y'all niggas out here? I will holler. <laughs> y'all niggas have fun with that hip hop shit. <laughs> like, bro. Yeah. yeah, bro. It's, it's, yeah, man. It's, it's for the nerds, man. Honestly. Hip hop for the nerds. Real quick story before we move on. Um, I interviewed my father for Father's Day a couple of years ago, and my father's 76. And he so so like he's from the Bronx. So like he was he was a grown man when hip hop was first starting to come about. Mm-hmm. So like he was at he was at he was at um he was at my um my best friend's mom's house. Shout out to shout out to Pam, shout out to Solomon. He was at my he, he was at his friend Pam's house. And he looked out the window. It was during the blackout, like that famous blackout that like basically birthed rap. And like he was looking outside and he saw two dudes on cardboard breakdancing. And he and he 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 ran into the kitchen because um, it was Pam and her mother, Marlene. And he ran mm-hmm. and he was like, yo, Pam, Marlene, there's two boys having seizures outside. And like they were like, nah, they're just breakdancing. Like, they're, they're, they're fine. Like, they're just, they're just wow. dancing outside. And he was like, you sure? Like, they're kind of going crazy. Like, he was, my dad, he, he thought they were having seizures. Like. <laughs> shit, the niggas moving with the shit. The, yeah, man, they were going crazy. I'll probably be scared, too. Like, the fuck these niggas doing? I chill, man. The right. blackout? I don't know what's going on, man. Nigga can't get their medicine or something. <laughs> just really, really wild, man. like. Yeah, but you know, yeah, bro, it's just crazy how the dominant thing usually comes from the meek or the people you know that are kept, um cast aside to to, to to an extent. No, yeah, like that, you know, like that's uh, like just like the whole idea of like oppression breeding great art, which isn't always true. Like it, it's 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 weird and complex. It's a weird and complicated idea that I don't have time to break down here. But like, mm-hmm. you know, just like like so much beauty comes from all that strife. Like mm-hmm. and like that's where this came from. And like that's why we're talking right now. And I and like I always try to be cognizant of that. That shit is crazy. Um, so oh yeah. So, you know, going from talking about going from talking about like raps where you're cutting loose to let's real quick, let's talk about they think we ghetto because like mm-hmm. so like so like where did the initial idea of the project come from? Because you said earlier that uh, Gerard Carmichael's HBO special kind of influenced you into creating that. So like, how did, how did those two things work together? Hmm. Let me think. Cause the first thing that comes to mind, I like how he, I like how he immortalized. Well, cause me with, they think we ghetto, the mission was to, 
this might sound weird, but I wanted to cast my friends in stone. I wanted to, where is on my tongue? What they used to do to the niggas in Star Wars, that Han, uh, Han Solo got encased. Oh, the, in, the, the Carbonite. The, the, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Carbonite, but, but I don't think that's the right word. I think it's Amber. Like mosquitoes and what's up? So you yeah, yeah, like in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah, just kind of like a time capsule. I wanted to pr- preserve a 24, 25, 26 year old self. So when they can look back on it, the videos and the music, they can get a feeling like, oh yeah, that was who who we were or who we was, uh, right. whatever the correct uh, preposition. So with Gerard, when he was talking to his mom and kind of unfurling all of his his family history and legacy, I was like, damn, that's exactly, that's, that's exactly the, the ground that I wanted to mine, but kind of bring it closer to me and my friend group. I think that's really admirable. Like, I, like that's, that's so important because that history and that context is what uh that like that's what we look back on like that's mm-hmm. where like not even that's where things started but like just like you know like you said like having that time capsule having that time capsule is really important especially like especially in the context of an album i feel like i feel like that stuff just kind of seeps in better when it's just like stuff you can hear and just like let it wash over you mm-hmm. yeah yeah, um, and like, yeah, 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 cause you, cause you can't pick up like the outro. Well, really, um, the second half to the intro track that's produced by, um, Overcast. Yeah, the album kind of runs in like a circular motion. The person I'm talking about on pickup is the same person I'm talking about at the second half of the first song. But that same kind of character kind of evolved into this, into this more responsible version of himself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like it's a lot of layers in the album that once I finished it and I listened to the records and sequence, I look back like, okay, yeah, this is a, this is a dope uh, concept along with it. So yeah, once I listened back to it, that's when I kind of realized like, uh, yeah, that like it's like it's more fleshed out than I realized because a big part of the while I kind of held on to it for a little bit like aside from like the you know like the label stuff was I kind of didn't feel like it was expansive enough like I was like man you know like I just got like 11 songs you know like after coming off a record like Malik Ruff where I'm playing with so many different genres I'm bending um genres and I'm melding them this like this album kind of sounded more straightforward which i wasn't you know which i wasn't mad at but i was like damn like you know like i wanted to give it a little bit more flavors but i also came to the conclusion like okay if i'm playing this like what like what what do i want it to accomplish can can i be able to play this like background music almost like because my main mission with with they think we get off i wanted to be able to play it for my friends and we can play it while we talking 
with Malik Ruff, you almost can't do that. Well, you can, but the instrumentation and what I'm doing on that album kind of pulls your attention away, kind of, which also is not a bad thing, but that's not what I wanted to accomplish with this album. Like I wanted it to be able to live with my friends, kind of the world that I created from, I wanted it to live in the world that I, that I live in that I created. <laughs> I don't know, I don't right. know where it did. The world that I created, I wanted it to live in the world that I lived in. So, right. Yeah. You know, that like, like you brought that world to life in a way that's like, like, um, like, like, like almost in a way that like, like, I don't want to say defies description, but it's just like, you just listen to something and you can tell that it's like, that like people are here and like things are happening and that mm-hmm. like, it just has it just has that feeling of life to it you know like you know like like some of my favorite parts of the album are just like the little you know you know like the little conversations that'll happen in the middle or end of a song or like my favorite favorite moment is at the very end of once or not the very end but um um near the end of once upon a time in the parking lot when the boondocks theme song just turns on out of nowhere like Mm -hmm. and, and, and like it sounds like it's coming through on the radio like just like those like those little details and like those little like you know just like little things that show you like the things you like or the things that you were kind of taking in at that time like mm-hmm. that's really beautiful to me and, it, and 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 like that's the type of stuff that adds those little nuances that i think you were kind of looking for yeah see it's it's crazy because i want it because with all right the the sample before that is from Samurai Shampoo, like you know that. Uh-huh. That's what I thought. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah, shampoo. Yeah. Shampoo. And then it goes in the boondock. I wanted to give, you know, like, and I guess it hit too, mean, you know, because you um talking about it, but I wanted to show people like my tsunami nights and my tsunami days, like this, like that influenced the music just as much as Boosie or, you know, any of the other influences I'm pulling from. Like the first song for my, it contains a, a old Memphis rap sample. So I want, you know, like, you know, you know, I love that type of music. So that's why, you know, I wanted to show that, but I also wanted to show like, yeah, like I like Samurai Shampoo. I like the Boondocks, you know, right. just, you know, just, you know, just like you said, showing stuff that I'm into kind of give a f- more fuller fleshed out person or out or, or like perception of a person. Be like, okay, if he likes shampoo, you know, probably likes anime. If he likes anime, he likes Naruto or Attack on Titan. So, you know, just giving people stuff to kind of grab onto other than besides the music. Right. And, you know, like you do that in a way where like it doesn't it doesn't feel like super on the nose. Like you remember like how game back in the day would like rap and be like, I used to listen to da 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 da. Like, he was, yeah. like, explicitly, <laughs> like you, you know, like it's not like name dropping. It's like like it's not like it's not completely unrecognizable, but it's like, oh, I know what that is. You know, you play the song and it's like everyone can recognize it. It's like that's that's the theme for the boondocks. Like that's uh-huh. a sample. That's a sample from this specific song. You know, like it doesn't feel too on the nose. It's just like these are things that make you you. And it's done in a way where it doesn't feel like your name dropping. Like I used to listen to three six like, you know, like mm-hmm. that type of shit. Like that's just, mm-hmm. 
So that's cool. You know, like it's 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 always great when people are able to get across what they're saying without having to explicitly say it like mm-hmm. I fuck with that. It's son. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and um, also to circle back to the question before that, I like how Gerard was just candidly talking to his family like, you know, like it wasn't, you know, like they were talking about really really hurtful things really like secrets like people family secrets and shit so i'm like damn right. this nigga brave as hell <laughs> this nigga like this nigga brave as hell so you know like i just wanted to be a little bit more brave and they think we ghetto you know it's because that's what comes up in our conversations a lot between me and my friends or anybody that lives in the city that I'm from, like, you know, like, we'll be talking about, you know, you know, like, it's a various amount of topics, but we, you know, but we might be talking about how, how Ben Rudge fixed up this white school quicker than they fixed up, you know, like, the mm. school that we went to, and, you know, like, the conversation would end with, oh, 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 um, they just think we ghetto. They just think that we don't, you know, we don't need or, you know, we don't feel like the people that I'm talking about in the album are beautiful. But if I was to show you pictures, you know, they will resemble more, more like mugshots than, you know, like the, 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 the pictures of the people that I'm talking about, you know, like you would see them on the news before you would see them, you know, being painted about, you know, uh, you know, shit like that. So, and, and yeah, like public perception would do what it do, you know, I, I, Mm. I I get, I get what you mean exactly. And I'm happy, like that just kind of goes back to the whole idea of this, like, it's like, you're like the album is called, they think we ghetto but you're using the album to show that without saying it. It's show, don't tell. Like, mm-hmm. you, you, you're not explicitly saying, I'm sitting on the couch with the homies and we talking about why they, like, you're not saying that. Like, you're mm-hmm. showing, like, you're showing it through the music, you know, mm-hmm. like, and like, another, another real quick uh, anecdote, like, me and my homies talk about the same shit. Cause like, once again, like, I grew up in Montclair, New Jersey, which mm-hmm. is technic, which, which is a suburb, which has these like beautiful parts, but there's also parts that are like, there's also parts that are like not so great. It's actually kind of bizarre. It's, it's, it's a lot of North Jersey is like that. But um, we, most of us grew up in uh, the South side of town and mm. the South side of town didn't have school buses when we went to high school. So like, so like there were like, like the charter buses would literally not come to our side of town. So the only, the, you had three options. You either had to have your parent drive you, which wasn't always possible because a lot of people's parents worked. Uh, mm-hmm. You either had to have a parent drive you, you had to take public transportation, or you had to walk. So we would, so we wound up buying bus tickets. Like the high school would sell like New Jersey Transit bus tickets. You would buy, you would pay like twenty dollars for a sheet of like ten, or something. And mm-hmm. uh, like, but most of the time, like you know, like I was lucky enough that like my father would usually drive me to school. But if not, like I would usually either walk home or take the bus. Where, but then, you know, like you see like all the other kids going to the going to the quote unquote nicer part of town on the cheese buses. And mm. like ju- just last year, they just they just started sending buses to our side of town. They just started sending buses to our side of town. 
And like we had, and like we had this, um, me and my homie Kyle, shout out to Kyle. That's one of my, that's one of, that's one of my like best friends. Like we were talking about how, like, you know, like basically that, you know, like we didn't say that exactly, but it like that sentiment was definitely there. Like, and that's like, that's so universal. Like, that's like, it's so, it's so Louisiana, but <clears throat> it's also ext- like, like, like the way you portray it is extremely of your place. But mm-hmm. that idea of they think we ghetto is extremely universal and just like touches people in a way that like I'm sure you understand it, but like it like it felt crazy to see that shown in that way. So like shout out to you. Wanna know what's wanna know what's crazy, bro? The main drag against me and this album that kind of led to my label thing not going as planned was they thought the, the 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 message was too niche they thought it wasn't the opposite of being universal so it just see just just like hearing you say that is so vindicating to me you know just in ways that go beyond like materialistic stuff it just confirms to me that i was right that this is the music that people need this is the pe- music that i need to make so yeah, like it's bro, it's just crazy because man, I oh my god, you wouldn't believe the shit I heard the the thinly veiled racism, like because it's crazy. People will make you think, make you think that you're crazy. Right. <laughs> like people, uh-huh. people will really convince you that 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 you're paranoid, that you have an anger problem. Now you know, like I like to or that you're, or that you're unprofessional. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> yeah, like. And to me, like, I always check myself, bro. Like, I'm never, like, I, like, you can tell by my art. Like, I'm very self-critical. I'm very, I'm very, you know, like, like, if I think I've done something wrong, and if I know I'm wrong, I'm going to admit to myself and the person that I wrong, the people that's around me, oh, yeah, I'm wrong. Like, that, you know, that's not, that's not how that's supposed to go. That's not how. I feel that's not how I wanted it to be. But when I think I'm right, oh my God, I'm hell be around. <laughs> like, bro, that's when I think I'm right. Oh my God, I'm the most unbearable <laughs> person on the planet, G. Cause like, I'm gonna just, I'm, like, I'm gonna make sure, like, and, you know, I'm gonna chalk, chalk it up, you know, like a little bit to me being, being a young artist. And I probably couldn't articulate fully what I wanted to do, I just felt it. And I was just, you know, I was just thinking people would see what I'm doing and um, pick up on what, you know, what the mission was. But when they hear the music and, you know, because to be honest, I, you know, I was just making the music, the message came later. Like, you know, the message, the, the, the messaging, came almost a year not not the messaging like the title and the music were kind of always there but just the messages that crystallized that kind of you know what like you know like what like what we're saying like that inequality of access and resources 
that only crystallized from talking with other people and talking about places where they're from and you know they have the right. same problems like you know like the water on one part of town is clearer than the water on the other part of town so it's like oh yeah like they can be ghetto too so you know that that's kind of becoming a tagline of itself like <laughs> you know so yeah so yeah, yeah man, it's vindicating as fuck man i'm so glad people Ooh, nigga, because I thought it was crazy. Nah, <laughs> man, see, crazy, like the fact that, like, like, like the fact that it was already there, and then you just kind of put it together in that way, like, like it means that that's what you were supposed to do anyway. You know, like it's mm-hmm. it's like it's there and it's connecting. You know, and like this is like obviously this is only like just like one stop on the fucking journey you're on, and you know, mm-hmm. like I like I'm excited, like I'm hyped to see. Like, like, you know, like once you, you know, like when you've refined yourself even more to like see where you go from there. So like my very last question for you before we wrap this up is like, you know, like to me, like, or, or uh, yeah, yeah, this is a question. So like this album kind of stakes your claim as being a really great storyteller. Like this is like, like you can't make an album with that kind of concept and not like know how to put a story together type shit. So like. You know, like as more and more people are coming into the fold and discovering you and as you're starting to build more momentum for yourself, like what would you say is the overall quadri mission statement? Like not even just the mission statement for this album specifically, but like if someone were to come here and ask, like, what am I going to get from quadri? Like, what would you tell them? The truth. The truth. Yes, I mean. Um, the truth as I see it, because you know, it's a loaded, you know, it's a kind of a loaded word nowadays. The truth, like everybody has their own truth. Yeah, so definitely. You're you're gonna get my perspective. And you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but you know, like I'm kind of level-headed, I'm fair, you know, like I can tell what's good and what's bad, and right, you know, so. You know, that's you know, just a just a, a a honest perspective. If I feel it's the truth and I'm saying it with the conviction, you know, that the true true stories often, you know, uh, carry. So but yeah, you know the truth. Um, but but as far as a mission statement, I guess the mission statement would be that everybody is somebody. You know, like every Everybody has a story to tell. Um, I don't know if you remember the the little talking piece at the end of um that scent that song with me and Black Party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I it's a piece on there. Yeah, it's a piece on there that my friend Joe Scott is talking, and he was just um telling me that what I'm doing kind of bringing people to where we from and showing them that we got dreams and feelings too you know he was just patting me on the back for that but yeah if there was a mission statement yeah that's what it is bringing bringing as many people as possible to groom road to send bed lavy lane you know just you know just the because because I heard in a Vince Staples interview I think you said he was like people make music to be understood more than they make it for people to like. Yeah. You know, so that's the one thing, like, you know, that's in my existence, like, I want to be, like, understood. Like, 
okay, Coyle, I can see why you did that. You know, I can see why you flashed out. I can see why you, you know, talk so much about your friends and your home and stuff, you know, because it's, you know, because it's important to me. So, right. Yeah. And, you know, just, oh, oh, um, yeah. Oh, shit. I was finished my bed, bro. No, 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 no. Don't even trip. I, yeah, like all, all I was going to say is just like honesty is just truth put to words, you know, because like, because, because like truth is quote unquote objective. You know, like that's like about that's about the most objective thing that could possibly be. But like honesty is just that put to words. And like yeah. that's what and that, that's what your music is, you know, and like you like you feel it and you're putting it out. And like that's all you can really ask of anybody is to just be honest about themselves and with themselves. And that's yeah. what you and that's what your music is to me. Your music is honest. You know, yeah. like I, I feel that coming through. So Pink Panther is honest tale. Shorty said. <laughs> Shorty said the Shorty said the first time that you see me cry, we was leaving a party the other night. I'm like, oh man, this shit is. (laughs) Yo, I can't wait to listen to this album, son. Like, (laughs) I can't wait. Yeah, like I'm 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 really about to throw it on as soon as we get off this. That shit hit my soul, but yeah, man. Yeah, that's you know, they think we get on one of the ones. I hope as time goes on, you know, as I do more stuff and make more music you know we you know like we you know like we look back and okay yeah yeah that's that was one of the projects of the early 20s that first of all established a new voice you know kind of kind of you know the project that we all look to like okay this is kind of where quadri not started but this is where he was kind of getting the things that we all love from him you know i'm just projecting 20 30 years in the future like Right. This is where he started to get the hang of it. This is where he started to kind of know what shots to take. So, yeah. Right. Nah, bro, you're on your way. Like, Hope yo, so. man, Quad, thank you so much, man. This was, this was, this was really enlightening and just like a ton of fun. Like, <laughs> like likewise, likewise. Oh man, yeah, like for real, yeah. Like, this is like I'm ex- like I'm excited to go back and run through everything again, just with like. Cause you know, cause you're like, I like your music. Like, that's why you're here. <laughs> but like, mm. I think, uh, I'm just excited to like, I'm just excited to go back and like revisit a lot of it with all this new context. Like that's one of the, mm. at, that's one of the most beautiful things about doing something like this. It's like, it gives me a new perspective and lets me appreciate things in a way that I might not have before. So like, just thank you for that. And just like, thank you for everything you do. Cause it's, it's, it's ill. I appreciate it. Thank, thank you. Thank Caleb. Caitlin for linking us. You know, Always, yeah. Shout place. out to Caleb forever. Yeah, like, <laughs> so, you know, and, and thank, you know, just thank you for, you know, liking my music and picking me, you know, because it's one thing to, which I've learned with this rollout, it's one thing to like somebody's music. It's a whole nother thing to pick them and spotlight it and talk about it as something that needs to be listened to above everything else. So for right. that, I'm very, very appreciative. It's the least I could do, man. I'm really just trying to put on for people I think are really fucking doing shit. So, like, just shout out to you for doing shit. Like, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I'm going to keep doing shit. God, you know, inshallah. Please. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening, too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.